0: What if healing cancer didn't have to be so overwhelming and confusing? What if you could access a higher level of consciousness to accelerate healing? And what if you had a clear roadmap to follow, a path to lead you out of the fear and uncertainty? Hi, I'm Dr. Katie Deming. As an oncologist who's cared for thousands of patients, let me guide you safely through the fog. My Six Pillars of Healing Cancer workshop series is now available and it's not too late to join. Choose from a range of powerful workshops, each designed to support your healing journey, covering nutrition, emotional well-being, hydration, physical practices, the mind-body connection, and spirituality. Select only the workshops that align with you, or for a limited time, buy the entire bundle and enjoy significant savings. Don't miss this proven holistic roadmap clarity and deep inner calm to support your healing process. Check the link in this episode's description to learn more and sign up today. Remember, you've got this. You're listening to the Born to Heal podcast with Dr. Katie Deming. On today's episode, we are talking about food And specifically, I want to talk about a topic that comes up quite often with my patients. And the question that they ask is, what is the best diet for, and it could be breast cancer, it could be uterine cancer, it could be any type of cancer, just since that's what I see in my clinic. But what's interesting is that... The topic is often deeper than the diet. And so, on this episode, I want to talk about how we think about food and what is the purpose of food in healing, and what are some of the pitfalls that actually people fall into around diet and food, and how you can turn that around. So, stay tuned. Hello. Okay, so on today's episode, I wanted to talk about a topic that came up just the other day with a patient, and it made me realize that this is a conversation that I have quite often. So I'll give you an example. A patient comes in, she's fit, she eats well, and she's seeing me for cancer. But her sister asked me, do you have information about the best diet for breast cancer. And then she explained to me that her sister, who is my patient, had been reading lots of information from all different sources on the internet and basically had received so much different information from various sources about things that she should cut out of her diet that she basically had eliminated almost everything. There were very few things that she could eat and that she was noticing that her sister was feeling depressed because basically the more she read, the more she realized she needed to remove things from her diet. And so they wanted to know what are the reputable sources of information about diet for breast cancer. And so we talked about that a little bit. And the one thing that I do know from now practicing for, 16 years in practice, but then also training in radiation oncology for five years before that. So basically 20 years, I've seen things change so much about diet. And honestly, what is recommended one year is said to be bad the next year. And there's so many changing variables in diet that personally, I don't like to say, okay, this is the absolute best diet for eliminating breast cancer. Because honestly, if I said what the data showed this year, next year, there's something different. And it literally, you see the pendulum swing. It's like, you should have one glass of wine a day. And then it's like, no wine is good. And then, you know, they're just all of these different things that I've been watching it for long enough that I know... It changes all the time. And so I really don't believe there is one best diet for any type of cancer. I do think that there are general principles about diet that hold true across the board. And honestly, these are just things that are good nutritional sense for anything, you know, and that is we talked about a little bit on the last episode of eating whole foods. So making sure that the foods that you're eating are not processed, making sure that you're eating lots of vegetables. And if you are eating meats, you know, making sure that those are clean and humanely treated meats and, you know, less than 20% of your total calories, you know, the China study talks about animal proteins and and limiting that in your diet, although, you know, and you can take that to an extreme to be completely vegan, although I don't think that is necessary. But what's interesting is that this patient and many of my patients get so fixated on the diet That they're almost using the diet as a weapon against themselves. And this is what I really wanted to address on this episode. And so, the three things that my patients get caught up in when they're talking about diet and that they really are fixated on is number one, did their diet cause cancer? Like, what? they ate before they got cancer? Is that the reason why they have cancer and really fixating on what did I eat? What did I do wrong that caused this? And then the second thing is what is the perfect diet to avoid a cancer recurrence? And then the third thing is really focusing on that, like what they put in their mouth is the most important thing to prevent their cancer. And as I watch this, and I see this as a common theme with my patients, I actually think that the fixation on diet may be hurting my patients more than it's helping them. So don't get me wrong. (laughs) I believe in good nutrition. And I believe in eating whole foods, really getting good nutrition for your body, but focusing on diet as the answer or really punishing yourself with diet I think can be more harmful than than helpful. And the reason why is because I really see two things that happen for the patients. One is that they're beating themselves up over what they may have eaten to contribute to their illness. And then the second thing is that they're restricting themselves. So they're using food as like a way to punish themselves. Like I have to restrict everything because I may have caused this cancer and and now I need to punish myself and not eat anything that could cause cancer. And then if I eat something that I'm not supposed to, then, then I feel guilty about it. And it's like this cycle. And this particular patient, it was interesting, her sister was able to articulate that she was having some of this come up. And and really, it all comes from this sincere desire to do the best for your body and to heal. But it becomes something that we don't intend it to be when we start using diet against ourselves. And so what I like to think about with food is that food should be thought of as nourishing for your body. And I personally like to think of my body like a car. So when I had a car that used gas, I put the correct type of gas in the car. So I would put regular or premium depending on my car. And now that I have an electric car, I connect it to electricity. And so I see food as fuel for my body. And, but it's not, the end all be all, and it doesn't have as much meaning as we give it. And so I really want you to think about, okay, diet is important and there are general principles, but also your body is different from someone else's body. And so kind of testing and see what does your body respond to? What makes you feel better? And worrying less about the cancer and more about how to use food as a nourishing fuel for your body, and then paying attention to really what is working within your body. And then recognizing that diet alone is not the cause of your cancer, nor will it be the cause of a recurrence. So, most illnesses are multifactorial, meaning that there's a lot of things that happen in order to cause an illness. And it's not one thing like your diet. Of course, there are things that if people are doing can contribute to that. So, if you're, you know, overeating and you're obese, there are increased risk of breast cancer, endometrial cancer, but in general, your diet alone is not causing your cancer or your illness, okay? There are, of course, some exceptions, like if you have some kind of deficiency, but your doctor would tell you, you know, there's this deficiency and we need to supplement this particular nutrient. But for the most part, our diet alone is not the sole reason that we're sick, okay? And like focusing on your diet so much that you feel restricted and even depressed about what you're eating is not going to help you heal. It just actually keeps you in a loop of feeling shame and guilt and feeling bad. So what I want you to do is is to adopt the mantra, it doesn't matter what I ate in the past, right? Not rehashing what's led up to your Health at this point. So it doesn't matter what I ate in the past. What matters is that I nourish and fuel my body with nutrients it loves today. Okay. The past doesn't exist. The past is gone now. So, you know, whatever happened that has led you up to this point, let it go. Because staying in that space of what did I do to cause this does not help you heal. And your doctor will tell you if there are things that they really think you need to change or whatever, that that will be evident and information given to you. But for the most part, I would say most types of cancer, at least your diet alone did not cause this. And putting your focus there is actually keeping you trapped. So that's the one thing is like, It doesn't matter what I ate in the past. What matters is that I nourish and fuel my body with nutrients it loves today. Okay. And then the way I want you to think about your relationship with food moving forward is that food is fuel and love for your body. Okay. And that actually what the way that you think about food and what you're eating may be even more important than actually what you eat. Because if you are eating things and then feeling guilty about it and really creating this dynamic of lack and scarcity, your body feels that and follows that. And if your body feels like it's in deprivation because you're restricting and you're really depriving it, your body is not feeling abundant and resourceful and able to use its resources to heal. It's contracted because it's sensing that you are in this state of deprivation and feeling restricted about food. And so I want you to think about how can I change or shift my relationship with the nutrients that I'm putting in my mouth so that I feel good about it and that I feel like the food is here to nourish and support my body in my healing and fostering a feeling of satiety and abundance. So Finding foods, you know, especially if you're trying to lose weight as part of your health and healing, is not being on a diet that is restricting and really making you feel deprived all the time. But eating foods that will satiate you, will fill you up, but without giving, you know, tons of calories as a way to create some of that satiety. But it's like, Nutrition is one of those things that, yes, it's important and there are principles around good nutrition. And I do encourage good nutrition, but I also encourage you to think about your relationship that you have with food and ask yourself, am I using food as a weapon against myself? Am I making myself feel bad because of what I ate? leading up to my illness or what I'm eating now. And if you are, think about how can I flip this? How can I see this food as loving and supporting to me and my body and as a tool for me to heal? And so I think that this is really common. Actually, I see it in my my clinic all the time with patients, but I think it's common in our society as well as we like indulge in food and then we restrict food. And really what you want to do is find a way of eating that is sustainable. So anything that's like a crash diet or a really big, um, dramatic shift in your eating, that is something that you can do, but it feels restrictive and is not something that you could see yourself doing for the rest of your life is probably not a sustainable eating plan that is going to get you to optimum health. And so finding something that number one, makes your body feel good. So testing some different ways of eating that really makes you feel good. And then Picking something that is sustainable, that's not like a crash diet or radical change that that you don't see being able to do for your life. And then the other thing that it's okay to have dessert every once in a while, say that sugar doesn't work well with your body, but occasionally you're going to have dessert. It's okay. And recognizing that you don't have to feel guilty about that either. You don't want to make it your daily practice to be eating you know, dessert if you're trying to lose weight or if you're trying to eliminate sugar, but really being kind and gentle with yourself in the area of food. We've talked about being kind and gentle with yourself, with the way you talk to yourself and and doing self-care. And this is just another way that eating is something we all have to do many times a day. And so really thinking about, making that also another way to love yourself and to care for your body. So that's what I wanted to share on today's episode. I am so grateful that you're here and you're listening and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Take care. Hey, this is Dr. Katie Deming, and thank you for listening to the Born to Heal podcast. If you've gotten value from today's episode, I'd love for you to share it with your friends and loved ones. Help me create more impact around the world. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram or Facebook and visit katiedeming.com for more information on how to work with me.